This Doug and Danny podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carney. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug Duda and Brandon Bennett's with you on this last Thursday of 2023. Glad to have you along with us as we get ready to talk a little football, some basketball, some wrestling, some hockey. We've got it all for you. Philip Blaze Savoy and uh, Trevor Conley are going to join us in just a few minutes from Fargo, where they're taking on a force team that is unbelievably good so far this year. They are off to a 22-3 and start to the season, uh, which that kind of pace would shatter every record in USHL history. The Storm are 13-9, but they're also rejoining the team from uh, being on the World Junior A Hockey Championships up in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, or not in Fargo, but in Canada, and uh, brought home the bronze medal. They're going to have a meet and greet when they come home on uh, Sunday after the game with Lincoln on New Year's Eve. So we'll talk with them about how things were up with the Junior A team and how things are going with the Storm. Dan Lenusky is one of the members of the 2024 Nebraska Scholastic Wrestling Coaches Association Hall of Fame class that was announced yesterday afternoon. And uh, he'd been a boys coach there forever. They started the girls program. He's taking care of that. And we will talk with Dan about that as well. And unbelievably, bowl games are already underway this morning. Uh, 10 a.m. Central time for a bowl game. 11 o'clock Eastern is stupid, and they need to quit it. I think that we should do, well, I think that they should do what they do on regular Saturdays, 11 o'clock Central time. To me, that's plenty early. Because, again, going back to student-athlete welfare, what time are these guys having to get up in the morning? I mean, come on. It's all so that it can be on the main ESPN channel. Right, but come on. A 115, Rutgers, Miami, 445, Kansas State, North Carolina State, and we're going to join that right after our high school basketball today, and then uh, Arizona and Oklahoma at uh, 815, fighting Luke McNitz against the Sooners tonight. We had the CEO of the Peach Bowl on here last, what, fall? It was October sometime, I believe it was. And one of the things he talked about is the Peach Bowl. Or immediately when we got back from Big Ten Media Days. There you go. We had him on, and he was talking about how the Peach Bowl was like the eighth oldest bowl game in college football. <laughs> and now, well, you have 120-some-odd programs. As soon as you get to six wins, you're quote-unquote bowl eligible, notable exceptions included. Yeah. I just think there's too many bowl games. I think they've watered it down too much. I realize it's an economic development driver. I realize that, you know, these towns and these stadiums are doing it to make money. I mean, I was at Lur- I was at Lur- Relia Quest last year at Raymond James in Tampa, and that stadium was maybe half full. So they're getting good support from corporate sponsors, but they're not getting a whole lot of butts and seats, and that was kind of a big bowl. It was a New Year's Day bowl. I'm sure you've talked about this. I haven't heard you comment on this. What are your thoughts on there being, quote-unquote, too many bowl games? Because I think there are. Yeah, but then again, we don't have to pay attention to them either. You know what? Sure. We just yeah. don't have to pay attention to them. If something's going on, uh, that's fine. And it's to the point now where every 6-6 six and six team uh, gets in, so you don't have to worry about somebody being left out. And it's another game, and it's hopefully helping the parity of everything you know, because for a while there, you didn't get into a bowl game. You got a month less practice. And I was thinking about that watching Minnesota get in the other day. At least they had more practices for having to play the morning after Christmas. At least they got all those practices in. And so those are the benefits to it. And again, yeah, there's too many bowl games, but what's it matter? You can't shave 15 bowl games. And for me, I'm a capitalist. So, hey, 
You want to put a bowl game together? Put a bowl game together. Get your sponsors. Do all the work. Do I think there's too many? Yes. Am I going to keep you from putting together? No. Because if you want to put together, put one together. It's just a matter of, holy cow. For me, it just, it just gets overwhelming. And for me, it doesn't. It, it's not as special as it was you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when there was a you know, manageable 2025. Now, literally all you have to do is get to six wins, probably. And since most schools are scheduling at the minimum 11, if not 12, great, we have a bunch of 500 teams or games, teams one game above 500. Playing in a ballgame. Don't forget Joe Bartle, Roto-Wire, also going to join us. It'll probably be a short segment. We're about to the end of uh, fantasy football season, but uh, still a chance for you over the next two weeks to get signed up for the Buffalo Wild Wings fantasy football contest uh, brought to you by the Doug and Daddy Show. Hopefully you're following along on how you're doing in the Doug and Daddy Bowl Bonanza, which has started on Monday. And you can still sign up. It's just that you will have missed all the games from Tuesday and yesterday and this morning. So you can still take a shot at it if you want. NewsChannelNebraska.com, ESPNSuperStation.com. There will not be any UNK, Hastings College, or Husker sporting events uh, today. It is the opening of the moratorium as uh, the NSAA will allow practices and contests. And a lot of these, like the Heartland Athletic Conference tournament that uh, are going to have eight teams in it, kind of started last week. Central City hosts that runs a tournament. It's an eight-team tournament, so they played one last week. And they'll play again this week. For uh, the hack, of course, there's 12 teams in it. So it was the play-in games last week. The girls will be at Lincoln Pius X this afternoon at 2 o'clock. And then Grand Island uh, beat Lincoln High on Friday. So they will play Kearney today. They turn around and play them again next week. But uh, Grand Island and Kearney will play this afternoon at 345. And we'll have that for you right here on ESPN, taking you right into the bowl games. Now, elsewhere, uh, some of the tournaments that are underway today at the Doan Holiday Tournament in Crete, Northwest will be playing Scut today. That doubleheader gets underway at 1 o'clock, followed by the boys, 245. Uh, then for uh, Elm Creek, their tournament gets underway, just started. Arcadia Loop City playing Gibbon, and then Elm Creek will play Bertrand. Uh, Ord is playing Humphrey Lindsay Holy Family, starting at 1 at the North Bend Tournament. St. Paul's playing Beatrice. Their doubleheader starts at 5 in the O'Neill Tournament. And the Silver Lake Tournament gets underway at noon with Red Cloud against Exeter Milligan Friend, followed by Silver Lake taking on Tri-County. And then a lot more tomorrow. We will have every game from the Kearney Catholic Holiday Tournament here on ESPN, which starts uh, tomorrow with the early games. St. Cecilia playing York. And then we will be bringing you... Carney Catholic and Amherst with consolations and championship games coming up on Saturday. And then on the Vibe 98.9, we'll be in Ravenna, where Ravenna, Overton, Sandhill, Stedford, and Shelton will all be competing. And we'll have that for you Friday and Saturday. Going to be interesting to see how in shape some of these athletes are because you played a bunch of games, had a bunch of practices, and then you've had a week off. And then you're jumping right into a conference tournament. So let's see if the... Uh, turkey, the ham, the prime rib, whatever mom and dad fed you with all the stuffing and the sides. See if that doesn't slow some folks down today or if it's... Yeah, but they've had plenty of time to rest and recruit and recharge the engine and, and you know. We believe you, Doug. Yeah, sure. We believe you. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, and again, I think this Russell Wilson benching in Denver is more about he doesn't say he gets hurt, so they owe him all this money. But kind of weird what's going on there 
in Denver. I know we got a lot of Bronco fans that are probably shaking their head right now as to what's going on with that Bronco organization. But we'll talk more about that maybe a little bit later on. Again, Dan Lenusky is going to join us later on. Joe Bartle from Rotowire. But uh, Thursdays are hockey days, and today uh, it's a little more ice hockey type weather here in Nebraska. But it's always hockey weather in Fargo, North Dakota, and that's where Philip Blaze Savoy and Trevor Conley are with the rest of their Storm teammates getting ready to take on Fargo tonight. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's. Gentlemen, uh, thanks for giving us the time. I think, Philip, you're on the phone first. How are things up there in the Great White North? Uh, they're good. Um, yeah, we're just getting a little morning skating right now, trying to get a hold of Trevor's on the ice. But, um, yeah, things are going good so far. We got up yesterday, had a little skate here last night. So uh, just getting ready for the game tonight. And, you know, boys are ready to go. So, Well, we'll run some questions by you, and then we'll talk to Trevor, I guess. Good to see all the boys are going to have a tough two games here against Fargo, but I think the boys are going to get it done. Well, Philip, uh, tell me a little bit, because uh, Coach was talking about it. It wasn't quite as long a break coming back from Christmas, but you guys were done a little bit earlier than Christmas this year. So how was the break for you guys? I think we're having some phone difficulties here. Uh, Philip, can you hear us? We're going to have to try him back, Danny. Yeah, we're losing. Let's go ahead and try and get those guys back on the phone. They're in the barn up there at Fargo, so we'll see if we can get a hold of them there again. I've been to Fargo. Cell phones don't always work in Fargo. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's, a, that's just a fact of life. We'll do our best to try and get this thing working on. But, again, the Storm will return home uh, for Sunday night's game. It's a 6:05 faceoff with Lincoln, who they beat the last time that they were on the ice, and as we said, Fargo uh, tonight and tomorrow. So pretty cool what those guys were able to do. And, again, their break was a little bit different because of playing in the World Junior A than uh, what the rest of the team was playing back here in Nebraska. And not only are they going to do the meet and greet, but they're going to do it about 30 minutes after the annual game on New Year's Eve. And if you have not been to the Storm game on New Year's Eve, it's just something special. They do something really cool at Halloween. They also do something really cool on New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve or December 31st, whichever you choose, with the 605 puck drop that night, come in. That's a Sunday. Great time to come in. Be end the one year, begin the next year, and 30 minutes after the meet and greet, greet with those two guys, be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's and plenty of time to still get out and do whatever you want to do if you want to ring in the new year. Uh, we've been out there for the 705 face-offs, and there was plenty of time to get out and do what you wanted to do to uh, ring in the new year as well. So that's not a problem. Go to stormhockey.com for ticket information and everything else that goes along with the Storm as they get, I would say, the second half of the season, but it's not really the second half of the season. We're only about a third of the way through the season. It's deceptive how long that season goes. Because they report in August, start playing some games in September, meaningful games in October, and then you have about three months. And then if you go all the way to the Clark Cup, the Anderson Cup standings, all of that, it's late May before their season, the actual national championship, Anderson Cup, is all the way done. So by the time you get through all of that, you're right. you got about three months, October, November, December, where you're playing games. And then you've got January through at least April for regular season games, and then maybe even some if you get into the playoffs and get deep into the playoffs into May. Let's go ahead and take a break here on the Doug and Daddy Show. We'll be back with more in a moment. 
passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comforting guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clubber Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farm or ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life and auto and home and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Here's your Tri-Cities weather forecast. Some flurries possible early on today, mostly cloudy with our high nearing 33. Mostly cloudy overnight with a lower run 18. Sunny and 37 into Friday and clear skies Friday night with a lower run 20. Sunshine on Saturday with a high of 36 and partly cloudy with a lower run 15 into Saturday night. Cooler into Sunday, sunshine with a high of 24 and partly cloudy with a lower run 9 throughout Sunday night. From the Weatherology Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Carol Foster. Currently, it's 27 degrees. Doug and Daddy's show on ESPN Tri-Cities. Glad to have you along with us. Get a good day to grab some post-Christmas lunch at the Kearney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, the best of both worlds in downtown Kearney, uh, where they have the special specials going on right now. Chopped beef steak with mashed potatoes, homemade gravy, and Texas toast. Mushrooms optional. That's kind of a Doug thing. He, he always tells me that. Colin always tells me that. Mushrooms optional. Because I don't like mushrooms. I don't either. So, Wow. You, you and I have mushrooms if you want. You you and I have something in common. That's amazing. Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, the best of both worlds. Get in and enjoy your favorite uh, meal, whether it's uh, the special special. Every Thursday, a shrimp po' boy sandwich they have for you. Fridays, it's prime rib sandwich. They've got a lunch special every single day, all seven days of the week because you're hungry seven days of the week. Plus, they're great chicken wings, pizza, salads, appetizers, and much, much more. At the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, the best of both worlds in downtown Kearney. So there you go. You look like you were going to say something after that, so I was waiting for you to follow up. Missed that cue, my bad. Wow. <laughs> wow, I've been gone for a week. We already got our timing off here. Yeah, Imagine yeah, what I'm going to happen when I'm gone, gone for a week and a half. Week. Yeah, yeah I can't I, wait for that. I got things to do. Yeah, it is pretty quiet along the western front, as they would say here. So, uh I know Michael and the gang covered some of the sports from uh, kind of the holiday break, but there are two or three things that uh, are hanging out there. Transfer portals. I, I, I 
kind of reached on this, and uh, I hope listeners kind of realize what we were talking about. Maggie Mendelson leaving Nebraska, which I thought that did strike me as a little odd, but let's remember going back on the show and point blank asking uh, the coach, and I think it was Coach Williams. Uh, coach Cook had, you know, just once in a while put Maggie Mendelson in as a starter two or three times, did it in the first game of the tournament because he believed she earned some playing time. She wasn't getting playing time as much and how hard it is to get playing time on that volleyball team. And I was kind of thinking, well, does she realize like every student athlete that goes to college that they can't do two sports unless track is one of those sports uh, that, that she would hang up volleyball and go play basketball. Well, she still thinks that she can play volleyball and basketball at a different school and is now moving on from the Huskers, which I think is really unfortunate because I know the basketball team could really use her. I just, I've always been one where I have no problem if you want to play in two sports. In college, high school, it's different. You can play them all. But in college, you just can't play two consecutive season sports. If you wanted to do fall and spring, like you mentioned, do track and volleyball, that's fine. Volleyball and basketball, I don't know when you give your, give your chance of your body a chance to recover. Even if you were to do basketball and track, you still don't give your chance, your body a chance to recover. So you can do a fall, you can do a spring sport, but to do a winter sport and to do anything else, unless it's you know you're doing the equivalent of AAU ball in the summer, I don't know when you're going to have any time off. You're going to get burned out real quick. I was surprised to see her leave, especially when she was that adamant that she wanted to play both of those sports. It's going to be a tough find for her. So you got that going on uh, with Nebraska volleyball. Still pretty quiet, I think, uh, when it comes to Nebraska football and uh, just the talk with the quarterbacks and having Heinrich on uh, last Friday. It was great to chat with him again and get some of the news and notes from him and what's going to be going on there. But, again, it's that's about it. We're kind of quiet right now for everything else when it comes to Husker football. And we even did a moratorium. You had, obviously, Monday off because of Christmas, and then uh, the show took a break on Tuesday, too. So we got a one-show moratorium. We can pat ourselves on the back for that. And then uh, a few other things that are going on out there. We talked about the college football bowl games. What's going on since we are having uh, troubles reaching our boys up there in Fargo, and we may have to reschedule that for next week. We apologize, but uh, we're still trying to get that working here with uh, Philip Savoy and and, uh, also Trevor Conley, and hopefully we can get that done here uh, during the show. What's going on in the National Football League besides what's going on with the uh, Broncos and uh, just wide open there for some of these. It's like, who wants to win the division? I know one of our questions last week, who's going to win the South, the Jags, the Colts, the Texans, and they all went out and lost. Now C.J. Stroud's got a chance to come back, and maybe that will then be the difference for the Texans because then I think with if Trevor Lawrence is out, then the Texans are the favorite to win the division now with two weeks to go. And if you're talking about the AFC West, that was a head-scratcher. I actually got to watch parts of – that Chiefs game versus the Raiders and part listening to it and part watching it, even when you're listening to it, you can listen to Mitch Holthus's voice and just he is doing the, the vocal equivalent of scratching his head. Doesn't understand the play calls. Matt Nagy has not worked out. So for everybody that didn't like Eric Bieniemy playing, <laughs> calling the plays the last couple of years, all of a sudden Bieniemy stocks on the rise because Matt Nagy comes in and has done nothing on the offensive side. The number of plays where they have had 20 yards or more this year is the lowest that they've had since Andy Reid has been there. And you just you scratch your head wondering where that offense has been. Yes, they've had issues at wide receiver. 
I still don't think Mahomes is completely healthy. He's got a bunch of nagging little injuries. Kelsey did what a lot of new boyfriends do. You get a girlfriend, you go out there, you show off, you do a couple, and then all of a sudden you settle into a routine, and all of a sudden you're not showing off anymore, and his production has gone to the dump. So you look at the Chiefs, and you're like, what is going on there? The Raiders couldn't score any points here a couple of weeks ago. Then they scored 63 two weeks ago, and now they come back and score just enough. Oh, wait, no, those are both defensive touchdowns a scoop and score and a pick six within about 14 seconds of each other, and then the dumpster fire that is the Denver Broncos. I'm surprised that Russell Wilson has hung on as long as he has. I mean, once Pete Carroll let him go from Seattle, I was glad to see he got picked up somewhere, but I just never thought he was that good of a quarterback. Then uh, you have what I was saying with nothing against Brock Purdy, but he is not the MVP because he's not the best player on his team. And so we had four interceptions the other night and lost to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is also not the MVP. And I will point this out to you because of this reason, just because he's the quarterback of the team that's 12 and three Dak Prescott's stats are actually way better than Lamar Jackson's. So really way better than Lamar Jackson's. Uh, and again, this stat was given to me uh, before the Monday night game. So it included one more game for Dak. So f- 10 and five for the Cowboys now 12 and three, but the completion percentage Dak was at 68. Lamar was at 66. The passing yards Dak had 800 more. So Lamar had whatever he had 250 or whatever the other night, he's still 450 to 500 ahead of Lamar. Uh, passing yards a game, obviously, had passing touchdowns before the game, 30 for Dak, 17 for Lamar, and he picked up three or two. Can't remember which one it was. And then you have the interceptions, seven apiece for uh, the teams uh, going on out there for for that. And the passer rating, 104 to 96. And then it also says Dallas has the 17th-ranked defense. Lamar has the best. Bottom 10 offensive line, top five offensive line, That's no a big run difference. game, top running game in the league, and Dallas is the most penalized team. And I am not sitting here advocating for Dak Prescott, but I am saying it's not Lamar Jackson. I And, 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 and then basing off your Kansas City point is that uh, we do not have a Tyreek Hill anymore. Nope. And where is he tearing it up? Miami. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to a member of the Nebraska Scholastic Wrestling Coaches Association Hall of Fame, longtime Adam Central boys coach, and uh, now still in that wrestling room helping youngsters out. Dan Lenusky joins us here. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's coach. Good morning and congratulations. Thanks for the time. Hey, good morning, Doug. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I'm very humbled to receive such an award. You, like many coaches or athletes, when we talk to them about going into Halls of Fame, have lots of stories, uh, lots of kids, lots of assistant coaches. Uh, But when you got the letter or the phone call or the email, what was kind of the first thing that popped into your head? Uh, Well, uh, I'm on the NSWCA board, and I didn't realize that I had been put in. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My my son-in-law, Red Johnson, is the Kennesaw wrestling coach, and he had put me in. Um, so then I found out that my name was in and I thought, well, this usually is a three or four year process or, you know, maybe they'll put me over in the contributor category. Um, and so I was like, 
you know, whatever happens, happens. The coaches don't go into this to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, they go into it to try and help kids and try to build programs. But uh, to say I got in, uh, it, it, it's just so humbling, and I'm so honored. I'm, you know, I'm being inducted with Brian Seabrance and Darren Garfield, and those guys are pretty highly high successful guys in in wrestling so i'm just honored to be with such guys and gordon by that guy's been around a long time and um all those people i'm just very honored anytime that anybody makes any hall of fame there's obviously that look backwards to see where you've come from where you are now all the lives that have been impacted when they write the legacy that is dan lanowski at adams central and being in the hall of fame what is that legacy most going to speak to well, I don't know. Uh, Darren Garfield always always kind of spoke to me. He said, dang, coach, you always have a good dual team, and we can't seem to always match up with you in duels. So um, I guess I'd like to think that uh, that I kind of put Adam Central Wrestling on the map there for a while and um, that we, you know, probably from about 2007 through 2018, we – we were in it every year. And if it weren't for Omaha Scott being so dominant, I think we might've had a couple titles in there. Um, but they just ran over everybody during that time. You kind of led me into my next question, Dan. I mean, uh, that's something I talk about all the time. Uh, I think the Sutton girls basketball program would have had a ton more state runner up or state championship trophies if they weren't in Sandy Creek's district when they were winning all those in a row. And there are so many uh, indications of that. Uh, how frustrating was it trying to run down a powerhouse who, of course, at the time, many people believe just recruited in and Hastings did with what Hastings did. Now, again, you might have got a kid from Hastings High or St. Cecilia or something because they wanted to be part of the Adam Central wrestling program. But uh, that's like comparing ap- apples to oranges here. Well, and I always try to stay away from that accusation of recruiting. You know, maybe it's a lot of kids that want to go to Scott because they wanted a Catholic education. Um Regardless of how it was, uh, Brad Hildebrandt and and coaches after him, they did a great job with the with the kids they were given. So um, you really can't take anything away from them. They just had a dominant team for a long time. So many times, coaches when they look at their career, Hall of Fame or otherwise, they have such great stories to tell. What is a story that you can tell us on the radio <laughs> that others <laughs> might be aware of also, but? In addition to that, is there a story, maybe a private moment with a student that really touched you, touched them in a way that maybe nobody else has heard before? Well, statute of limitations is seven years. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, you know, there have been some kids who had troubled families, and they've stayed at my house for periods of time, one kid up to four months. Um and there's been kids that have needed handouts and what have you. And I'm not going to go into all those, but it's very special when you wrestle or when you coach your kids that are wrestlers. And so both my sons wrestled under me. And um, uh, Nick, of course, was a state champion, and that's always a special moment. And Derek, little people, a few people know this, but um, he had a torn ACL and a, and some other ligaments in there that were messed up his whole senior year and still finished 49 and two. He thinks it's a failure because he wasn't a state champion, but in reality, um, you know, in reality, it made him who he is today. And and he's helping broken Bo. So he's enjoying life. Yeah. Things um, are going well now for Bo, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 
and Nick's doing a good job down in Blue Hill. Um, and there's a lot of kids really that, you know, they were just sons to me at the time. Um, not that I took their parents' role away from them, but there's a lot of times where they'll ask a coach something that they cannot ask a parent. They're just too embarrassed or, you know, whatever the case is. So I guess I hope I helped a lot of the kids that are coaches now and that are in education now that I help them make some decisions. And, um, you know, I can remember pretty much every one of them all the way from, from 34 years ago. So, um, <laughs> Talking with Dan Lanuski here on the Doug and Daddy Show. He's among those that are going to go into the Nebraska Scholastic Wrestling Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Am I right? Was Jay Vance your first individual champ coach? Yes, Jay Vance was. Um, I think I had some medalists before that. Um, and Jay made the finals his junior year at heavyweight and uh, beat on a stalling call, got beat 3-2 to two in the finals, and he said, I don't like wrestling the big guys. So he <laughs> started running every day and he dropped down to 215 and was a state champ as a senior. Quite the story there for Jay Vance back at a state champion in 99. And obviously, Coach, uh, there have been a lot of changes, but let's talk about the most recent change working with the Adams Central Girls program. And uh, has that uh, freshened up your love of coaching wrestling? What's uh, What's that been like for you? You know, it, it is a different take for sure. And, um, I do have three daughters of my own and they were student managers or helped me along the way. So I kind of know some of the girl problems that might come along. Uh, but I'm also sometimes unprepared for what comes out of their mouth and <laughs> what kind of situation it is. But I've got uh, coach Josh Lewis, his wife, Reggie helps me out. So she's done a tremendous job of taking care of uh, a lot of the girl issues that I don't have to, but uh you know, again, I think it's more of a uh, boy. You're a you're a parent to these kids. You're a you're a preacher. You're a doctor. You're a counselor. Um, you name it. And somewhere along the line, you got to help them in a different way. But it, it's also very enjoyable. It's one thing to make a program successful over time. It's another thing to create a program from scratch and start and lead a new program like you did with the girls' side. So. What lessons were you able to learn from many years of being a boys coach that you could start fresh from scratch on the girls' side? Well, um, it, there's, a, there's a fine balance between keeping them out and working them so that they get into shape and um, so they re really understand what wrestling is about. And right now we've got some, some good young girls. I think I've got some, some potential medalists in the room. Uh, Caden Sip, in fact, got third last year as a freshman, so she's just a hard worker, a good leader, and there's some other girls that she's bringing along with her, and so um, they're still kids, they're still wrestlers, and they still want to do their best, so all of that kind of transfers over. Uh, I, it saddens me that Coach Jeff Barry didn't have some girls up behind his six boys, because that's sure what <laughs> helped us out. Um, and so... <clears throat> <laughs> I, I know he doesn't quite control all that, but um, um, yeah, he's also been a big part of the success at Adam Central. He and his boys, so um, girls, you know, they're they're a lot of fun. They have a lot of different needs and wants. And what I found out about girls is they are very sociable with their with their opponent afterwards. So they're making some good friends and 
exchanging Snapchat numbers and uh, kind of things we didn't think about in 1996 or 1997. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it we, it's always obligatory to talk about the changes in everybody's sport. Uh, and Dan Lenusky's with us here. Uh, we've had, and we got another one this year for the boys, uh, minor, but we got some weight changes. Uh, we've changed weight classes. Uh, we've seen Adam Central uh, be in multiple conferences while you were coaching on that BC bubble, like we talked about uh, while you were coaching. Uh, what were some of the likes and dislikes from that standpoint over the years, Dan? Well, it always seems like when the weight classes change, it's it's changing where, where you don't have somebody in one of those weight classes. But, uh, you know, I think uh, Ron Higdon at the state level, he's just trying to keep us on par with whatever's happening in the national level. And so I think somewhere in Pennsylvania or New Jersey, they're always changing weights to meet um, like the majority of kids where they're at. And so Nebraska kind of just draws into the national, but um you know, it's it's a big challenge. One thing I found out is girls don't really want to diet like boys do, and I'm okay with that. It's up to them, but um, I think they like to eat a little bit more, and guys can suffer for a couple of days at a time. What about uh, now that it's been so far in the past, there's always something, oh, my God, how can we move from Lincoln to Omaha? And there's been a couple of things like that as well. Talk about the move from Lincoln to Omaha and, in hindsight, probably how great that ended up being, and also talk about the move. We talked about trying to chase down Omaha Scott. Well, when you were wrestling in the Luplak Conference, everybody was trying to chase you because you could fill every weight class and dominated for so, so long there. But talk about leaving uh, one conference to go to another, if you talk about those two things, Dan. Well, um, our 2016 class was was really a good class, and we, if we would have stayed – if we would have made the jump – that year into the Central 10 or, or the Central Conference, I guess, um, I believe we would have won it. But the next year when we jumped over, we were <clears throat> kind of starting over, and then we just haven't been able to reach that pinnacle. But uh, the Lou Platt, and like you said, we're a, we're a Class C bubble, CB type of team. And the Lou Platt, we could kind of match up pretty well with teams, and we had a pretty good run there for a while. Um and we were we finished the third or fourth in our central conference, but um, just haven't quite put that that team together like we had in there in the twenty in the two thousand seven to twenty fifteen range. Uh, the move the move from Devaney to um, CHI Center, I guess it was or is now. Uh, it was a good move space wise. I'm kind of a Lincoln guy, a UNL guy. Um, so I always am trying to figure out how we can get it back to Lincoln, um, mostly for that drive home on Saturday night, you know. But uh, I don't know. Lincoln's always kind of a special place to me. So, For folks that don't know, I mean, everybody in the wrestling community does, Dan, and, and everybody that's a coach or a teacher is usually balancing something else out with their lives. But uh, you have served our country. You are involved uh, in politics as recent as right now. Uh, just kind of talk about balancing all those things and still being a Hall of Fame wrestling coach with a great program. Uh, well, so, yeah, I was in the Army and the Army National Guard for 36 years, and so that always meant 
trying to find the weekend where I could go do that. And uh, a lot of times, especially later on, they started throwing the tournaments on Fridays and that helped out a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, retired out of the national guard in 2016. Um, last year I stepped down as a teacher after 34 years in the classroom, uh, took a job with an anti-drug uh, task force. It's a uh, area support, our area substance and alcohol abuse prevention, I guess is what it is, and kind of go back into the classroom and I talk about the dangers of vaping and drinking and smoking. Uh, so it gives me a chance to get back into the classroom. Uh, and then I, I had kind of been uh, just running into Senator Halloran from our district um, at, at different occasions um, and finally started talking and I, and I just got a wild hair, I guess, at the time and said, I think I can I can make some changes and I can, I can help education at the same time. I can, I can help our national guard strengthen itself and hopefully help people with some of the tax issues. So I decided I would make a run for 33rd legislative district. He's a busy man. He's always got really cool things going on and uh, definitely a brotherhood with all these uh, wrestlers and coaches. And again, like he said, Darren Garfield, Brian Seabranch right there, guys that uh, he is, been coaching against for quite a while and have successful programs and of course the hall of fame ceremonies always in june in grand island and uh that'll seem like it's a long time away and it'll be on top of us b- before we know it but uh dan we really appreciate you giving us some time uh, always great chatting with you you're always uh more than uh dedicated with your time to the media as well to promote the sport so a highly deserved honor and can't wait to uh, see you again when we get to the postseason here well, thank you very much, Doug. Always appreciate your coverage and appreciate what you do for wrestling. And again, my hat's off to these other guys that have been inducted in the Hall of Fame. That just uh, gives me a bit more humility when I think that I'll be standing beside them. So thank you so much. Thanks, Dan. Have a good one. Dan Lenowski right. of Adams Central joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Brian Seabrand still at Northwest. Uh, Darren Garfield, Central City. Gordon By, who had been at Grand Island before that. Wisner Pilger, Jay Helberg from down at Southwest. Those are the coaches going in. The competitors include our own Frank Kuchera, who was with me just last Thursday night on our Carney High Grand Island duel and has been doing uh, the uh, color commentary for the state finals uh, for a number of years now. And, uh, of course, was started his uh, career up at Rock County, Bassett, Rose, that's what we're going to introduce him as, by the way. Uh, so, Frank, when we introduce you, you're going to be from Rose. And then he came to Kearney High, and then he was outstanding at UNK and uh, still uh, raising his family here and helping out the wrestling uh, community. Craig Trampy is going in from Ord. Apparently, not all the Pocornies are yet in the Hall of Fame. So now Andy Pocorny is going to go in from Bennington. Andy Janovich, yes, from Gretna. And uh, Derek Bennett. Uh, O'Neill and West Point is going to be going in. Then the contributors, these could be anybody that helps the sport of wrestling that isn't a coach or wrestled uh, in the state of Nebraska. Mark Gracie from Ainsworth, Rick Group from Lincoln, Roger Legate from Neely Oakdale, Joe Mundorf of Woodlake, and Phil Severson of Norris. Congratulations to all of those. That's a heck of a induction class. What do you got? Four, three different categories, five guys each, so 15 total. Great to be able to see that many people get recognized for all of their accomplishments. Well, the Doug and Daddy Show is brought to you by our friends at Husker Sit and Sleep. Maybe you got some Christmas cash. Maybe somebody else in the family got a nice rocking chair, a recliner, or bedroom set, uh, and you went, hmm, 
I mean, we need that in our home here to ring in the new year. And they've got great deals for you every single day because they are the best prices in town. Their low overhead means lower prices and brand new furniture and mattresses, all with the manufacturer's warranty. They sell it right off the floor so you can go in today, you see it, you buy it, you take it. And, of course, they'll deliver if that's what you want. There's no pressure sales. Same low prices every day. Husker Sit and Sleep, 1907 Central Avenue. Downtown Kearney, 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, 1 to 4 on Sunday. And, of course, wishing you the happiest of New Year's. If you have a fantasy football question or of any fantasy, but uh, it's a football season, we got a little basketball going on and hockey. Maybe Joe can answer those as well, but we pretty much st- stick to uh, football. Fantasy football with Joe Bartle of Rotowire coming up next. <laughs> Imagine a job where your inner child could be released. Franklin County Roads is here to make your inner child's dreams come true. Make a good living maintaining the roads of Franklin County. Come on, what little kid didn't want to drive a real Tonka machine and play in the dirt all day? To find out how you can help get started living your inner childhood dreams, stop by the Roads Department at 1215 G Road, Franklin, Nebraska, or call 308-425-3710 from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. Don't have a CDL? That's okay. Franklin County will pay for your schooling. Franklin County Roads Department is an equal opportunity employer. Super savings going on now for our free flow hot tubs. I'm Doug Datterding. Come in and look at our free flow spas by Watkins that are in stock. These hot tubs plug into any outlet, are ultra energy efficient, and come with a great warranty. Plus, our expert service to back it up. Flexible financing is available. Stop in to Datterding's in Kearney or Grand Island and learn more. A free flow hot tub may be just the perfect choice for you. Choose better things than- Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape Ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable, offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. 
Doug and Daddy's show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Is it, is it too early to call Victor Webanyama a bust? I, I'm asking you because I said before the draft, that is not the guy to take. I didn't think he was playing that well before the ankle injury, and the ankle injury is going to be one of those little nagging things that you're not going to get over anytime soon. And I realize this isn't a very high bar. I think at the end of his career, he'll probably be better than Zion Williams. But again, you know, that's like saying you're the valedictorian at summer school. You know, it's not exactly a high bar <laughs> that you've got to overachieve on here. Hey, careful. I think I think uh, somebody in this room may have been, you know, the valedictorian of summer school. I don't know. Yeah, I, I believe I, I try not to tell anybody that. Oh. At halftime of the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. The Wasabi Fenway, as in Fenway Park? It's Eric Dickerson, 14, and Doug Flutie, 10. Oh, so Time for those of you not paying attention, SMU and Boston College. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah. Time for our uh, weekly chat with Joe Partle as more and more of us are getting knocked out of our fantasy football leagues. Don't forget that we have uh, two more weeks of the Doug and Daddy Fantasy Football Challenge brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings in Kearney where you can enjoy traditional wings or boneless wings with a wide variety of sauces and seasonings from uh, Brandon Bennett's Stupid Hot to Very, Very Mild. Buffalo Wild Wings has wall-to-wall TV, so you won't miss any of the action of the great bowl games, the NFL, into the playoffs, the championship games that will be going on here over the weekend as well. Kyle is our winner from last week. Congratulations to Kyle. And Brian was the runner-up. All you have to do is go to ESPNSuperstation.com, NewsChannelNebraska.com, get you to the same page. It's free, and you can sign up for the Doug and Daddy uh, fantasy football contest, you can still have a chance if you win one of these last two weeks to be in the drawing for our Super Bowl Buffalo Wild Wings party. Joe Bartle joins us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Uh, Joe, hope it was a great uh, Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays to you guys. Can we can we do the Wembenyana conversation here real quick? What did, what did you think he was going to be doing this season if it's a disappointment? Well, I'm just wondering. I mean, he's not playing for the Pistons. I mean, so that's about the only thing that could be worse. <laughs> yeah, the, Spurs, the Spurs have, like, two more wins than the Pistons. Like, Wembenyana, for a 19-year-old kid, has been fantastic. It's just that you might be able to suit him as a top-five player for the Spurs. That's how bad the other players are for that team. I think he's been excellent and, and more than advertised this year. Wow, okay. I, I, I take the criticism. They have four wins. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I, what, what is Wembenyana supposed to do when he's a 19 year old kid on a four win team? I, I, I think he's been playing great this year. Don't, don't you think that the uh, pre draft hype or a whole year was basically wasn't quite to Jordan, but it was at LeBron James level? I mean, that's the way I viewed it, the national it, media. It was a lot, but does that does that make him a bad player if he can't live up to LeBron James immediately in his first year? No, I, I like only LeBron James has been able to live up to LeBron James hype. That doesn't make Wembenyana a bad pick or a, a number like. Would you have taken uh, Brandon Miller at number one? No, Brandon Miller hasn't made the Hornets any better. Scoot Henderson's been awful. Those were the only two guys that you consider. And uh, the Pistons guy, the Azure Thomas one, he's been not very good either. I mean, like Wembenyana's been awesome. He's been so good this season. Okay, there you go. I've been put in my place, but my man. Joe Bartle. Doug, uh, Doug Duda has so, been proven wrong. Wow. Well, no, we should be recording wrong. This. We just disagree a little we bit. Should be He's probably got better facts on this than I do anyway. But I'll follow that up with um, what happened to the Packers last week. Yeah, uh, Joe Barry. That's, that's, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, 
I think I said on this conversation, or at least one of them, that Bryce Young is going to have a career day, and he did. That's that is that is the benefit of having the worst coordinator, not of all time, but certainly close, <laughs> Joe Barry as your uh, defensive guy. And thankfully, you can be assured Nick Mullins, despite no T.J. Hawkinson, despite no Jordan Addison, will look like Tom Brady out there against Joe uh, Joe Barry's defense. Like it, it is, it is a certainty the Vikings will drop at least thirty points. Justin Jefferson probably sets the record for most receiving yards in the game. And uh, we'll see if Jordan Love can keep it competitive. That's how bad uh, the Packers aren't playing with one hand behind their back. They're playing with one hand, two hands, two feet, all fingers, a nose, any body part you could possibly have. That's the defense that right now Joe Barry is trying to uh, tie them behind. Joe, I have to ask this question. It doesn't have anything to do with fantasy, but it does have to do with football. And I'm curious as to your thoughts. We opened the show with talking about who is or isn't in the running for NFL MVP. Who's your leader in the clubhouse right now? I would have had Purdy prior to last week, and I understand that two of the four interceptions were tipped passes, but in a year where there is no clear and concise winner, I think you had to have a guy uh, overcome overcome the concerns that you had, whereas it's Kyle Shanahan essentially winning the MVP for Brock Purdy. You have to make the throws. I understand that, but the scheme has been more than friendly, and the throws that Purdy has made – Great, he's leading the categories in all these different yards per t- uh, attempt and target and stuff like that. But it's wide-open schemed things that most quarterbacks would be able to make. So I need to see him play well against a really good defense, and that he didn't uh, makes me not interested in him as an MVP. It's not Lamar, though, for me either. I would either go Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey, and I understand this is a quarterback award, so I will be wrong no matter what. Yeah. But neither Lamar Jackson or Brock Purdy have been the difference makers uh, in the NFL this season. I think it's Christian McCaffrey in my mind. But if you said Tyreek Hill as well, well, he has the opportunity this week against the Cowboys. Well, I guess not. last week would have been the opportunity too. But um, to really make a difference and, and to plead the case for that, I don't know what's, what's going to happen here with the Ravens this week against Tyreek Hill. I would assume he's going to struggle because that Ravens defense is really good. Uh, but I would, I would either go Tyreek or Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I, just for a minute there, I thought Joe and I were going to throw hands again because, once again, I disagreed, and I said it on the show last week, how can Brock Birdie be the MVP when he's not even the best player on his team? Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, before last week, before two weeks ago, was was definitely ahead of the two quarterbacks, and I just, and again, being a Cowboy fan, a Cowboy fan sent it to me, but Dak Prescott's numbers are more impressive than Lamar Jackson's numbers, which, and I'm not pushing for Dak. I'm not saying that at all, but I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the anti-Miami thing is we got going here with Tua and Tyreek. I think they definitely should be in there if you're if you're talking about everything that's going on. Well, let's get to a couple questions before we bore the world here with uh, our, <laughs> our knowledge. Uh, again, tweet us at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. You can always email the Dent Popper inbox, Doug and Daddy, at ESPNSuperStation.com. Uh, we're up on Facebook as well. I'll go back to something that uh, I have in one of our leagues because I sure hope Nick Mullins and the Vikings put some points up. But do you think Jordan Addison is a definite scratch on Sunday night? I guess that's the way I've been reading things. We'll find out uh, at least tomorrow when the final practice reports come in. Uh, well, I guess, frankly, they might even be today, uh, given all the games are happening Sunday night, Saturday, whatever else. I would anticipate Jordan Addison does not play. That being said, Nick Mullins is going to be a really good fantasy quarterback. And Justin Jefferson, despite my concerns, can't possibly be the only receiver. So I think K.J. Osborne yeah. also is something that you could pick up and uh, play immediately. No Hawkinson means Osborne is going to be in there as a blocking specialist. He's already playing so much, but I think there's going to be opportunities for him to get wide open. Not that I'm saying pick up Josh Oliver 
the replacement tight end, but I think KJ Osborne kind of acts in that same vein. So I think Mullins and KJ Osborne are, are probably the two top wave wear pickups this week that you could play in your championship games. Okay, so if Addison is down, do you play Michael Gallup, Jacoby Myers, Josh Palmer? And Palmer's also listed as questionable. Yeah, and I, I wonder if Keenan Allen comes back too for the Chargers. I just don't want anything to do with the Chargers right now. It would probably be Jacoby Myers if that's the case, like of those options. Uh, but I would I would imagine if those are the people you're considering, KJ Asborn probably is available. I would start KJ Asborn over all those other options, even Jacoby Myers. All right, folks, go ahead and uh, get your questions in right now for uh, Joe Bartle of uh, Rotowire, and uh, we've got a couple more that we want to get to him. And of course, we might be in the championship, but it should be if you're playing head to head. This should be a championship week out there, boy. What do you do? Because we've had these quarterback injuries, Joe. They're benching Russell Wilson. Sam Howell's no longer in play. We got some guys. You got nothing with the Jets right now. Even if you, I mean, if you were desperate and had to get a quarterback that has actually got your team that's still alive, what do you do this week? Yeah, and I, I go back to Nick Mullins in that instance. Not that I'm trying to repeat the same thing, but uh, he's he's the obvious one and likely available in at least a few formats. I would imagine. Um, if you're replacing Russell Wilson, well, I, I think you would have probably been considering Nick Mullins anyway prior to that. And the same would go for any of the Jets guys. Uh, the same would go for Sam Howell as well, too. So I, I think Nick Mullins covers that basis. It'd be like the Trevor Lawrence of the world, who I don't know if he plays with his sprained right shoulder. That becomes a little bit more tricky. Um, other names, I guess, to consider besides Nick Mullins would be anybody that you could have uh, among the Matthew Stafford tier or lower. I think Jacoby Brissett actually wouldn't be horrible if you need to, but against that Niners defense, the Niners are favored by 13 and a half points. I think they're going to, they're going to make, they're going to make sure everyone uh, is reminded how good that team is when they're playing bad opponents like they have for most of the season. Um, we'll see what that looks like, but I think Brissett might even stumble into 200 yards and a touchdown. He has some rushing floor as well. It's, it's pretty bleak. Uh, and thankfully, I guess for fantasy managers uh, who aren't playing, I mean, there, there really aren't many options left. Hopefully the guys that you got got you there, you can kind of continue to rely on. Yeah, I was looking at one of the leagues I got bounced in. They still got Joe Flacco and Jacoby Brissett out there, so I guess uh, one of those, especially tonight. And and you would categorize tonight's game as what again? Uh, that's one of those that you're you're looking out for your uh, family and your spouses. Not that you didn't spend enough time with them already over the holidays, but you certainly could spend more time. And this is the this is the NFL looking out for the national divorce rates and uh, trying to lower it a little bit. <laughs> So good. This one comes. This one comes from Tyler. He goes. This is a PPR, and he needs two of these three. Derek Henry. Thanks, Derek. One week too late. Uh, Derek Henry, James Cook, or Brandon Ayuk. He needs two of those three in a PPR. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Derek Henry and Brandon Ayuk of that group. And I. It's. It, it's maybe just a little bit of a. A roll of the dice, but Derek Henry historically throughout his career has just dominated the Texans. And I don't see why that's going to change this week. So I, I want to roll with Derrick Henry, whether he's going to throw passes or catch them or run them in. Uh, I think he's got opportunities to score. And I, I think that's going to be a high-scoring game with C.J. Stroud back to the Texans. So I like Derrick Henry. I, I do want a piece of the Niners coming off a kind of revenge game against a bad opponent. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be a smash. Well, I figured it would be kind of light this morning. So uh, I think that's where we're at, Joe. Uh, anything uh, else you want to share with our listeners prediction-wise here? Well, I just wanted to say, I don't know if you're, you were, uh, I, I didn't want to put you in, a, in your place with Victor Romagnano. Like I, <laughs> I, under, I understand your concern and I understand the hype. I mean, that, there was too much 
for anybody, no matter if it's LeBron James, Michael Jordan, or anybody. Like that's that's a lot of hype. Uh, so you're not wrong with that. It was annoying, uh, if nothing else. But you look at the rest of that draft class, it's it's pretty barren. Uh, and I would assume, I would be surprised if the Spurs don't make a move to get a true point guard to help him out. And I think that might also uh, lift Wembenyana, but he's going to lead the league in blocks, if, by, if, if at least close, by the end of the season. Uh, so if nothing else, he, he's a, a tall guy, and he's done tall guy things. I don't know if he's a bust in that category. I got to go back and look at the number one picks for like the last – Jordan didn't get anything. I mean, he was a third pick. A lot of people liked yeah. him, but there was nothing like what we had with Webb and Yama. So I'm going to go back and do a little more research because we're in basketball mode today. We got games to do today, too. So, Joe, hey, uh, we'll finish it out maybe next week and uh, start talking about the playoffs. So uh, enjoy your New Year's and your Eve, and we'll see if our Cowboys and Packers can win one or two more. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Joe. Joe Bartle, check him out on his Twitter address, on uh, SiriusXM, and every place else that you can find Joe Bartle. Again, the Doug and Daddy, when you go to our web page for the Doug and Daddy Buffalo Wild Wings Challenge, make sure that you're on the Doug and Daddy BBW 2023. So that is the one uh, to uh, check out. So Doug and Daddy BWW 2023. That's our, right, BWW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for 2023. There's some others that are up there. We want to make sure that you're in the right one. And if you haven't uh, contacted us and you've been a winner, uh, make sure you email the show so Danny can get you your prizes and uh, get you taken care of as we get down to the last couple of uh, weeks. Some Doug and Daddy's show tomorrow. No Jimmy. What? What are we going to do? No Jimmy on a Friday? No Jimmy on what a Friday. What is he doing? Ruffin. Holiday tournament. Start early. Start early, so I don't know. I'll be around. I tried to work it. I tried to work it out with him. No, I'll be around if you need me, and if not, I understand. You can call somebody else out of the bullpen. Come in tomorrow. All right, we got Brandon tomorrow. Are you excited about that, Danny? Yeah. Okay. Dynamite drop in there, Daniel. That broadcast school's really paid off, Danny. Danny, what you have to determine today, Danny, is do you stand for goodness or badness? And Danny always stands for goodness. Taco oh. John's and your Nachos Navidad and Apple Grande during this holiday season. You know you love them. Don't miss out. Get them again. They're there for you for a limited time during the holidays. The Nachos Navidad with the red and green tortilla chips. And then, of course, the Apple Grande, a great dessert for you. Whatever time of day, breakfast, right now for lunch, evening, or on the way home, they're there for you. Maybe you're just hitting the drive through You can download the app, have the food ready to go so you don't have to wait at Taco John's in Kearney, bigger, better, bolder, north side of town on West 56th Street or on Highway 3419 East 25th. Your Kearney, Taco John. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. You're watching sports on one of the many TVs and all of a sudden you get hungry. That's okay. If you're at Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney, they not only have all those TVs, but they cook too. You never have to stay home and watch alone. Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney has a full menu and a full bar. Jersey's offers daily lunch and dinner and drink specials. Get to Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in the Vista Point Shopping Center in North Kearney, where the game and the grill are always on. Yeah.
Did you know that in downtown Kearney, you can get a banner to show your support for your local sports team, a graduate, or really anything you want to tell everyone you're proud of? Copycat Printing has paper banners, vinyl banners, yard signs, even collage boards made out of paper or foam board. Come on into Copycat today. They're your printing headquarters. Their professional, friendly design staff will help you with everything from start to the finish of any printing job. Think, shop, and buy local with Copycat Printing of Kearney. Online at CarneyCopycat.com. Carney Tire and Auto Service is the place to go when you need tires and service for your car, truck, SUV, and fleet vehicles. Tires are one of the biggest investments for your vehicle. Now through the end of December, Michelin and General are finishing the year strong with up to $100 back on a set of four qualifying tires. We check the alignment angles to be sure your new tires don't wear out prematurely and also complete and submit the online rebate forms for you. From the starters that get you going to the brakes that get you stopped, trust your car and your safety to us at Carney Tire and Auto Service. Doug and Daddy's show, the ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you by our friends at PJ Smith Seeds, welcoming you into their business. Uh, Preston Smith and the gang, Happy New Year. Thanks for your business. The last couple of years, a farm family-owned seed dealership that is still basically we would call brand new, but have been serving the area here for over a couple of years with a commitment to all of their customers for a successful growing season, which means by your side to answer questions, not just trying to sell you the seed. They're there to answer your questions. And this is a big time to do that because this is the last year of their Fontenelle brand, and they'll be moving into a channel brand in 2025. So they want to make the move with you and they want you to make the move with them. They'll be offering both the full Fontenelle lineup here in 24 as well as a select number of Channel Corn products for next season. So a great time to come aboard and see what the new Channel brand is all about. 293-5468, 293-5468. You can like them on Facebook. You can also go to pjsmithseeds.com. We've got Where's the Line with Andy and the gang coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Too bad we couldn't uh, reestablish connection with our two Tri-City Storm players. Would have loved to have seen or heard from their perspective what it was like to play at a different level, different kind of competition. Basically, it's an all-star team versus all-star teams, and uh, we'll try and get them uh, again next week. We'll get some things situated with Kendall. Obviously, that did not hook up as we had planned, so maybe tomorrow in between games. We'll see what Kendall has to say. If not, uh, we'll get him next week uh, and, and chat with him here on the Doug and Daddy Show. So that's going to wrap things up for today. We'll have a, a look at the bowl games that are going on and uh, many more. Kind of look at the championships, the semifinals. Again, I will say this, very chill during the Christmas break here, taking three, couple, three days off. Anytime that Alabama crap came on, it just made my blood boil again. They do not belong in the national semifinals. You cannot prove me otherwise. You can't say anything different. There is no reason that Alabama is playing in the national semifinals. Not saying the Knowles should be either, but go get what you want. They're going to say they're trying to sell that they're going to win the bowl game and be claimed national champs. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what the non-coaches poll does if that happens. I I could not agree more on many different levels. I'm a big Alabama fan. I'm, I'm a big Nick Saban fan. His books, the process, I get all that. I did think it was one of those that I think legacy got them in as much as or probably more than their play on the field. Yeah. 
I didn't bring that up to Joe because he probably wanted Alabama. Yeah. Probably. Thanks to Joe Bartle of Roto Wire. Appreciate it. Dan Lodowski, Adam Central Wrestling, going into the Nebraska Scholastic Wrestling Coaches Association Hall of Fame. We will have high school basketball this afternoon, 345, Carney High. Grand Island boys in the hack tournament. Then we'll go right into the college football bowl games. We've got a double dip. Uh, we will join the early portion of the Kansas State, North Carolina State game, followed by Oklahoma and Arizona. You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carnegie. Oh, darling, I feel like amazing. Don't make me do that again. Game over.